0: Hello and welcome to the Beyond Resilience Life podcast, a show about life adversity, how to overcome it and transform your life. This is your host, Dr. Lidiana Garcia, a licensed psychologist in Los Angeles, California. And even though my hope is to deliver information that can be helpful for you to overcome adversity and transform your life, it is not meant to be a substitute for being diagnosed and treated by a licensed mental health, medical and related professional. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Beyond Resilience Life. This is your host, Dr. Lidiana, and I'm so excited to have today an episode about a topic that I think is super important, especially in what we're living in nowadays with everything going on. If you're living in the U.S. or even the world, there's just so much going on, pandemic, et cetera, et cetera, right? So what I'm going to be talking is about chronic stress. And as I'm starting this, I'm going to start talking about what is stress, and I'm using the definition from WebMD. So it is a a body reaction to a pressure from certain situation or an event. It could be something that it happens or is going to happen, or even imaginative. And it can be physical, mental, or emotional, the reaction that your body gets as a result of that. We all deal with stress in our lives, right? We have occupation and we have to make money in order to survive unless you have your privilege enough to have some money your way without having to do so. We also have family members and relationships. And if you're a, a caregiver like myself, raising little kiddos during this time, that in itself can add a lot of more stressors. There's money and financial that it can be a big one, health, and the list can go on and on. But those are usually some of the most common things that can add into the stress. Something that is different between stress and anxiety or how I like to see it is stress can come and go. And anxiety is more like a reaction that can stay even without stress, even without stressful events or situations. For example, there might be moments in your life, like around the holidays, that it might be more stressful for you depending on your situation. But then as soon as the holidays end, then it it it, it ended, right? The stress. However, when it becomes chronic is when the thing stays prolonged for a long time. That's what it means, right? And our bodies are not built to sustain, prolonged stress. And this is something super, super important. I'll tell you a little story about myself. I, growing up with, you guys have heard part of my story. Growing up, I was modeled more so than verbally taught about the importance of responsibility, persistence, and just pushing through. When I got my degree, I just did that. First, I did four years in college. And I did have a lot of support from my parents in terms of financial and all that. So I did not have to worry that much about working and making money to even finance my study or my living. I was working here and there and to help me sustain my extra life, right? (laughs) And being able to go out and eat what I wanted and stuff like that but for the basic needs, I was fortunate enough that my parents were able to provide for that. And I attended several like personal growth events and all that, and I was reading about the power of mindset. And I was that kind of person that I believe that if you can accomplish anything, if you just push through, it might be harder for some things, but it might be that you might need. I thought that if it took longer for you, it was because you still did not master something. There was something that was missing that you had to keep on going, keep on going. And I did not consider chronic stress or something bad. I actually believe because of all the trainings that I was in terms of mindset, that you were able to put that aside and keep on leaving and keep on moving forward. So when I was about to take my exam for licensure, for psychology licensure, It was so interesting because one of the questions was in the practice exam was about chronic stress and choose the best option. And one of the options was that it was detrimental for your body and blah, 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 etc. And I chose the one that said that your body adapted, which it was wrong. And I remember I was like, because in those practice exam, when you chose the wrong answer, Then you would get that it was wrong. And then it would give you, it's not A because blah, 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 it's not B, you know, it would give you an explanation on each. It was four different responses on each response, why it was for the correct answer and why it was not for the three remaining one. And when I read that part about your body does not adapt, it is super bad for you, for your health in general. It was like a, I mean, for me to even remember this story, (laughs) that's a long time because I took this test. Wow, like about 10 years or more ago. Yeah, more than 10 years, 12 years now. So for me to still remember this, it was very significant because I was like, wait, what? And that opened that exploration and curiosity about, wow, like I've been functioning and living as if chronic stress was okay. And even it was so confusing because here I am taking a test on how chronic stress is damaging. However, my whole schooling and the whole program that got me all the way to being able to sit for for a licensure was based on that of pressuring me to the point of exploding. Like getting a PhD, it's it's a lot of work and it's a lot of pressure and it's a lot of expectations. And then when you're doing your practicums and your internship, you're expected to kind of work like fifty-five to sixty hours and getting so much quote-unquote negative feedback or it could be like a constructive feedback some people might see it so you're always constantly wondering if you're good enough basically for I did that for it was five years of studying and taking classes for my PhD and four for my undergrad so it was nine years of my life that I was in that hamster wheel of just constantly producing, doing and all these things and always wondering, am I good enough? And the licensure was like, the last steps for me to finally be it because then that meant that I already went through the whole practicums and internships that I was being supervised. And in the training that I got, I even had to record my sessions. So and my supervisor would provide so many comments about it. So I, I was answering this, you know, after being in a system that kind of push you into that chronic stress, yet here we are being trained as psychologists and how stress can be damaging. it's like so confusing for a mind of, you know, someone. It's so contradictory. And then I attended training at the Institution for Traumatic Stress Studies. It's called the International Society for the Study of Trauma and, and Dissociation. And I did attend one of their annual conferences. And I remember that a lot of the trainings that I attended was about the impact on trauma and stress in regards to inflammation in the body and how is that being linked to chronic illnesses like diabetes, heart diseases, and others. And for me, that was very interesting because it was the first time that I was actually seeing scientific data pointing out something that I kind of knew but was pushing to the side about how our emotions, how our stress, how that part of that unseen necessarily of trauma can actually impact our health because we're mind, body, and spirit, right? So I wanted to create this episode because Many people are still under that bubble. And there's even programs that promote about the power of mindset, regardless of your stress level, that you can keep on going and accomplish. And don't get me wrong, I feel like we can accomplish so many things if we put our mind into it. But I always now, especially now, I ask, what is the cost? What is the cost of me pushing through? Is this worth it or not worth it? And When we think about the cost, then it's about the consequences and what are we going to do with that? And a lot of times we don't think about that. We just think of the price and we just think how we're going to feel amazing in the sense of accomplishment. But we don't think about going there to obtain the price. There will be things that we'll be losing that we might have to work really hard to recover if we can recover or we have to kind of work around. In my case, As soon as I finished everything, like the nine years of studying, the extra year of postdoctoral internship and supervision, being able to take my two exams and pass them and get my licensure to finally be officially on my own, it was the moment that I then I started getting some physical illnesses and some stuff that were coming up. Because while I was doing that, I was in that adrenaline rush. So my body was just like, go, go, go. It was when I was able to pause and not work (laughs) the six, seven days of the week. Because on Saturdays, I would just study the whole day for licensure. It was when I was able to have those first Saturdays off that I was starting to get colds and get sick and get all this. And I was like, wait, that does not make sense. So that was the cost that I paid to get my degree was in part my health. And then it went down the spiral with many different things. And it still is a work in progress. But I just wanted to provide this information because I see it a lot about how many, especially women nowadays that are just in that chronic stress. And some of it is, I don't want to say by choice, because I don't, necessarily feel like we are consciously about making the choice. If we really have the information, we're not necessarily informed about all of this. But a lot of times we don't think about what's the cost. And it's something that right now I'm very adamant about adding. So that's why I want to create this episode. So it does impact you. When you're in prolonged chronic stress, it does have a cost. And if you know it and you still move forward, we have to at times, right? Like right now I am back to not sleeping many nights and I cannot control it necessarily. And the cost is really bad for me with my health, with everything. I noticed that everything started spiking and then I can kind of remediate and know ahead where I'm getting into as this is my second child with, you know, going through teething and stuff like that instead of before that I would probably like push through and do all these kind of things right now I'm like okay how can I adapt my day when I did not sleep wow and I'm being way more gentle and I'm also older (laughs) but I'm being way more gentle with myself because I don't like after I I was able to work on my body I got to a point that I felt much better and I want to be able to get back there and you might be listening to this and be like That sounds amazing, but I am not in a position in my life that I can rest right now or I can mitigate or remediate or whatever because the stressors are just out there and I don't have much support. And then we add everything that we're going through, the pandemic and how that's impacted not only health, finances, family, support, and all that. And I get it. I am in the same boat. I feel like I am doing way more with way less. So, in my case, I'm always, I don't know, using the word always, I'm constantly reevaluating what I'm doing, giving myself a lot of grace. And I do have the privilege that it's two of us supporting financially and at home and all that. So, I, I can have that right now. I'm not a single mom or the breadwinner. And I'm so grateful for that and at the same time i'm always like trying to think and problem solve how can i remediate here how can i do this because and i ask myself a lot is this sustainable and if it's not then how can i remediate what can i do and it's a constantly change because right now i'm also dealing with my son being more emotionally and and verbally about things and going through things that i was not i thought i was going to wait a little bit longer for that but you know situations with friends and, and stuff like that and it's very interesting that I am raising a little baby that's teething, that it's all like, I feel like, Im- body taxing because they're not sleeping and all that. But there's not that much about the talking and figuring it out. And then I'm dealing with a five-year-old who's very emotional and having all these thoughts and questionings and reassurance and all that. So I'm doing both at the same time. So it's this constant battle of, not even a battle, it's this constant like reevaluation that I would definitely recommend strongly recommend for all of you to constantly as often as possible reevaluate and assess where are you? Like how much are you giving and how much are you receiving? And what do you need to create more of a support? Because what we're going through, it is trauma. It is chronic stress. The pandemic and everything that's happening in the US, it's adding to our plate. So then it's like, how can you remediate? I'm recording this right after the incident happened in the capitol, and what I would say for me, what helped was to turn off. I just turn on the t v for like fifteen minutes so I can be informed, and then I turn it off and Even in social media, I saw a lot of people posting a lot of stuff, and I saw it for a little bit, and then I'm like, this is not helping me anymore because I'm okay. I got validated that I'm not the only one. So sometimes those posts can help for that. The ones that are like talking about the injustices for BIPOC, for black, brown and indigenous folks and all that, and white privilege and blah, 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 all of those kind of things that I think are super important. So I feel validated. But then at the same time, I'm like, it's adding to the fuel and I don't need more wood right now I recently got a fire pit and you know it's funny because I was like how long would it burn and how many would I put all this kind of things because I don't I don't want to be like outside for five hours if I just want to do it for a little bit so it's that kind of idea do I want to add more wood into that fire pit and more that is already burning especially when this whole thing happened my baby's teething and I did not sleep that night well so I already woke up like feeling ugh and all that entire and then that day was dia de reyes so i my son woke up like around 7am to open presents so i was like and then he had a little bit of school i was already like depleted and that makes me feel more irritable when i don't sleep and then seeing all that was not helpful so i'm like okay i got validated i know there's people that feel the same way as me thank you and then i shut it out and then i started doing something else because it was not worth it for me to keep adding Wood to fuel the fire, and I hope that makes sense. So there's always ways that you can work it around, and that's the piece that I think it's super important. And I'm gonna move now into talk a little bit about some recommendations that I have in terms for stress. There are five. The first thing would be to create a list of the stressors. And this can include like any responsibilities you have and the tasks that you're doing to kind of just lay it all there, so that way you can see what it's the context of everything that's happening, and then evaluate if there's any that you can take away. And this is the part of that reevaluation that I'm talking about. If there's any that you can take away or t- to delegate, even if it's just one, or if you cannot take any of it, can you lower? Your the intensity of it. For example, cooking or feeding your kids that might be an added stress when you're already like depleted or you did not sleep, and when you're by yourself taking care of several kids, right? But it's something that I mean, people have to eat. Somebody could challenge that, but I won't. And so then the question is, how can you move it? And maybe could you order food this week, or can you? buy some like simple rotisserie chicken with some frozen rice or something. So like make your life easier. How can you simplify your life? I think this is super important. That's why so many people are into that minimalist living and having less things. So that way there's less mess in the home, like maybe doing a cleanse of the toys. So there's less toys to clean take the batteries for the (laughs) ones that make sounds and noise. So that way, that day that you are like a headache or something, you take the batteries and it's like, oop, it's not working today. Little things like that, that you can do to simplify and to help you. Okay. Number two is find the ones that you can take away. Number three is find the ones that you can delegate, even to your kids. And this could be different chores and tasks, like helping you put the clothes in the washer or move it to the dryer, helping clean up the toys, giving different things so that way you don't feel like you're doing it all. And I'm talking as if you're a caregiver, but if you're not, it could be with anybody that you live, you can sit down and determine and doing like a short task or delegating to if you have an assistant or coworker, however that looks like for you. Number four, find the ones that you can decrease the frequency or not do as well. Like cleaning, do you need to do a deep cleaning this week? Maybe it will be ideal, it will be great, but you don't need to. So how can you simplify, maybe do something easier this week? Or even make it like see the tasks that you can change them to the frequency to every other week or every other month or once a month instead of weekly or instead of daily. It might not be perfect. So then if you're more of a perfectionist, then dealing with that is also another (laughs) task. And the last one, number five, is integrate coping skills throughout the day, even as you work on a task. So this is kind of the part that I I've been integrating a lot because even though ideally I would like to like devote 45 minutes to sit down and do a daily routine or something like that, sometimes I can't. And I know somebody could challenge that and be like, well, yes, I could if I would wake up earlier. But right now I'm really devoting, like valuing the sleep that I get. So I won't do that because, again, the cost for me not sleeping is huge for some people it might not but I could challenge that as well because sleep is super important as well. But what I do is that I integrate little things. So we integrate more music. My lovely daughter loves music and my son does too. So like putting music, and I put music sometimes that I like, not necessarily what they like, Because they're still not at that age that they're requesting songs. So then if I am listening to a song that I like and I'm singing to it and I'm being okay, then they're usually like, like it and they're fine with that. If not, and I want to listen to a podcast or something, I just put my AirPods and listen to it. It's okay. I don't have to be present with my kids 24 seven. And whoever said that that's the way it is, it's completely absurd. We need to consider ourselves as a give and take, as a putting your needs also in a balance and taking care of yourself is super, super important. So if you're listening to this, I'm totally not that you need it, but if you want to hear it, there is a permission to put you first. It could also be putting the candle or the scent that you like. It could be putting even just a song in the background that has like brain waves or something. It could be of opening the drapes and letting the sunlight. It could be going to a park and walking barefoot and, you know, with your kids or by yourself. It could look however it looks. For me, sometimes it is like purchasing something in Target, now curbside, and just going in the car and just being in the car and silent, not even music, not even talking or texting. However that is, but how can you integrate those skills throughout the day instead of just waiting for a time? Because when we devote or we, we put it all our eggs in a bag, what if that bag doesn't exist? For example, for a caregiver, you're like, right after they go to sleep, then I'll do this. And that day, they did not go to sleep well and something happened. And then you you were waiting all that time for you to be able to to do that. And then you're not get your time. So that's what I mean with that important piece of Like integrating and doing it throughout the whole day. I hope this was helpful. I hope that I emphasized enough how damaging chronic stress is, and how, even though there's things that we cannot take, how we can kind of like remediate in other ways and create an alternative or help us to mitigate a little bit of the cost that this chronic stress is having in us, not only in us, in our kids, and Partners in our relationships and everything. So that was the message for today. Thank you. I have some announcements now. For those of you that have no idea, we're creating this community via the Mighty Network app. And over here, you'll find the link to join. It's where I'll be starting very soon to be more involved and offering like free community events or free moments that I'll be there and people can ask questions. But is the go-to place. There's also I started this year being way more mindful about the email list and sending monthly newsletters that I'm sharing a lot of goodies. This last one that was in January included like a lot of information, a cheat sheet to help you explore your triggers, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And in February we're gonna have the topic about self-love so you know if you want to jump into the bandwagon do so i'll be sending them at the beginning of the month and to join you can click in the link below about how to join the newsletter and the last announcement is i'm in the process of really being again more mindful about my offerings and i am really looking forward to get to know more the needs of the community that I'm serving so I would greatly appreciate if you can follow this link and answer some of the questions that I have if you meet the criteria and I will read the criteria right now. So The criteria is the following. If you identify as a woman, a femme, you are between 20 and 50 years old, you are in your healing trauma journey, you have gone to multiple personal growth programs or events or spiritual events that focus on the power of mindset and pushing through, but they feel like there's something missing. You're a seeker and you're interested in spiritual or esoteric practices. You feel disconnected from your body and you have no idea how to establish a relationship with your body because every time you try to tap into it, you get overwhelmed with sensations that feel a little bit out of control and you're tired of being in the go-go mode. So if you meet this criteria in general, if you can please, I would greatly appreciate answer. I believe it's seven questions, Google form. It should not take you longer than 15 minutes. So that way I can get to know you more and I could tailor more what I'm offering to really serve. I am tired. (laughs) Besides of being tired of being a go-go, I am tired of creating things that I might think might be helpful, but they might not. So I really want to be intentional about it. As I'm ending this episode, I am really sending you all my love and that whoever is listening until now, thank you. That is a big one. And I hope this year is a blessed one for you and your family. Take good care until next time. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond Resilience Life podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. If you like this episode, please make sure to review it and comment on it and share it with your friends and family. Until next time.